Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Here is your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof, a nationally recognized health educator, author of the award-winning book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, and creator of the Talk Puberty app. And welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. Today's episode is the trivia game for December 2023. Feel free to listen to this episode with some family members or some friends to guess the answers or to know the answers to 13 multiple choice or true-false questions. For each question, I will state the question twice, pause, and then provide the correct answer with a brief explanation. You can also watch this game on my YouTube channel titled The Puberty Prof, or play the game with the Kahoot link that's provided in this episode's description. So are you ready to get started? Let's go. I'm gonna start sharing my screen for those of you that are watching this through the YouTube channel. Okay, let's get started. This is the Puberty Prof Trivia Game for December 2023. Question number one. Changes that occur during the preteen and teen years include body changes, social changes, emotional changes, or all answers are correct. Changes that occur during the preteen and teen years include body changes, social changes, emotional changes, or all answers are correct. And the correct answer is all answers are correct. So sometimes when we think about puberty, we focus more on those bodily changes. Yet if you think about, if you're an adult, if you think about when you were growing up, you did have changes with your emotions. Certainly we do get moody and there is a physical reason behind that. We're also changing with our friendships, our relationships at home. At times we might be questioning more of our interest. Uh, we can have some mental health changes. So there's a whole bunch of changes that occur during those preteen and teen years. Question number two. The age to start talking about sexuality with children is Never, after puberty, during puberty, or throughout their lives, including when they're younger. The age to start talking about sexuality with children is never, after puberty, during puberty, or throughout their lives, including when they are younger. The correct answer is throughout their lives, including when they are younger. Sometimes what trips us up is that word sexuality. We think that word implies to engage in a sexual act, but it doesn't. Sexuality includes so many different things. If you look at the National Sexuality Education Standards, you'll note that there's a variety of topics that fall under sexuality. So one topic is anatomy and physiology in which for children, we can help talk about sexuality by identifying what body parts are what. 
this is empowers children to know that they're you know this is a body part you know we we don't have all of these slang terms for ear but sometimes we create these slang terms for penis and vulva yet that's not helpful for children it's a penis it's a vulva um, so let's let's start talking about sexuality with children when they're younger. Um, other aspects of sexuality do include puberty and adolescent growth. It includes sexual orientation, um, gender roles. It includes sexual health overall, uh, and also interpersonal violence. And one of my favorite areas is the healthy relationships and consent topic. We can talk about that even to young people, and that goes into what makes a healthy friend or a healthy friendship um, and different types of families and all. Okay, so next question, question number three. Common physical signs that puberty is occurring include budding breasts, an increase in unpleasant armpit smells, new hair growth, like in the armpit area, or all of these are correct. So common physical signs that puberty is occurring include budding breasts, an increase in unpleasant armpit smells, new hair growth, like in the armpit area, or all of these are correct. And the correct answer is all of these are, are correct. I'm trying to play along on my phone because I'm not in front of a group of people right now in which I just didn't get points for this one. Oh, well, puberty prof. Yet the correct answer is all of these are correct. So uh, we do see budding breasts. Usually there, when breasts form, there's buds that occur first. Um, for the increase of armpit smells, just ask any elementary school a fourth or fifth grade teacher what it, their room smells like after recreation time and they will say yes there is an increase in smells so we have to teach children how to clean those areas of their armpits and then new hair growth also happens it can be in the armpit area the pubic area on legs um, and depending upon who a person is it might be on their back on their face okay next number four the term used when referring to the outside parts that most girls have is vagina, penis, testicles, or vulva. The term used when referring to the outside parts that most girls have is vagina, penis, testicles, or vulva. And the correct answer is vulva. So if you're like me, when I was growing up, they referred to all those reproductive parts that's located in our, in our underwear area. We were, we were taught to refer to them as the vagina. Yet the vagina is actually more the internal section in which we have the vaginal opening that leads to the cervix and then into the uterus and all. The outside parts though, is, that's called the vulva. And that includes the outer and inner labia parts, the clitoral area, including the hood. So those are the outside parts that most girls have. And if you listen to some episodes with uh, Dr. Casey Tobin of the Puberty Prof Podcast, she was a guest to talk about fun facts about most girls and fun facts about most boys. Uh, she went over that term titled the vulva. 
Okay, number five, true or false? Semen and sperm are the same thing. True or false? Semen and sperm are the same thing. Hmm. I actually asked some of my graduate level students this question on a quiz. Semen and sperm are the same thing. And I asked them this question because they're gonna be teaching young people eventually about body parts. Okay, the correct answer is false. So sperm is what travels from the testicular area and it collects other fluids as it travels to be released as semen. So semen includes a variety of fluids, including sperm. Okay, again, that was with Dr. Casey Tobin when she uh, was on the, on the fun fact episode about most boys. Next question, number six. What are possible options to use for menstruation or for periods? Menstrual pads, menstrual underwear, menstrual cups, or all of these things. What are possible options to use for menstruation or periods? Menstrual pads, menstrual underwear, menstrual cups, or all of these things? And the correct answer is, all of these things. So I actually left off uh, tampons. I didn't have another question area for that or an answer area uh, because we are seeing that more young people are feeling comfortable with the options that are here. Some people really love tampons, which is great for people just getting their periods. If they're not feeling comfortable inserting something into their body, we do recommend menstrual pads or menstrual underwear. People in other parts of the world love menstrual underwear. Uh, basically, it's it's something you wear throughout the day and then you throw, um, like to wash it, you throw it into the washing machine and it, it gets clean like with all your other clothing. So all of these are options here, the pads, the underwear, cups, menstrual cups are is something that will collect the fluid inside the vaginal opening. So that has to be placed inside, Similar, similarly like a tampon. Next question, number seven, true or false? Wet dreams are natural occurrences many boys experience. True or false? Wet dreams are natural occurrences many boys experience. So the correct answer here is true. Wet dreams are natural occurrences many boys experience. If you talk to older teenage uh, biological males or men, um, if they choose to answer this question, because it is personal, if you ask them about nocturnal emissions or wet dreams, some will have recall of them. Not everybody remembers them, although most boys experience them. So you don't have to though, some, some people don't experience them and that's okay. But just realize that net wet dreams are natural occurrences that many boys experience. Okay, next question. True or false? Parents and other caregivers should wait to talk with their children about puberty until they are asked questions. So true or false? 
Parents and other caregivers should wait to talk with their children about puberty until they are asked questions. In other words, the parents are starting to be asked questions by their child. And the correct answer for this, should they wait until their child approaches them? The correct answer is false. And if you're watching this through the YouTube channel, you'll see that there are like two figures that look like a mother figure and a father figure that were waving. Um, they would love to have their child go to them and ask questions. Yet here's the reality. The children, our children need to have the conversation of puberty topics modeled. And how else can they have that modeled if we're waiting for them to come to us? Like we have to go to our children and start the conversation. And check your body language to make sure you're feeling comfortable at that moment. Take some breaths today. You can even say you might feel awkward because you're not used to talking about the topic. Yet, please, if you're a parent or other caregiver, please don't wait until the child comes to you. Go and talk with your child because odds are they're seeing stuff. Look up at the research of all the social media exposure our children are are seeing on their phones, on TV and all, they're seeing a lot. So please go and talk with them early in their lives and like start, open up that, that door of communication. Okay, so um, also a little note, if you're a parent or caregiver, some children will start asking questions when they're younger and that's okay. I was a curious kid, that doesn't mean I was doing anything, but sometimes they're just curious So start answering the questions in a child-friendly way. And if you're not sure how to ask those questions, check out my book, The Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. It's available on Amazon and at other bookstore sites. And uh, it covers 500 questions that children can ask about puberty or other topics pertaining to puberty. Okay, next question. Number nine, true or false? Al Fernaccio explain sexual orientation as the way we answer the question, who does our heart reach out to? Al Fernaccio, he was a guest, uh, episode 47 of the Puberty Prof podcast. He explains what sexual orientation is as the way we answer the question, who does our heart reach out to? True or false? And the correct answer here is, and you don't have to be Al to explain it in this way, but the correct answer is true. It's sexual orientation is that, you know, who are we feeling attracted or who, who does our heart reach out to? That's a very simple way to define sexual orientation. Okay, next, true or false? Number 10, young people of all ages may be curious about pregnancy. Young people of all ages may be curious about pregnancy. True or false? And the correct answer is true. The episode in which we discussed this was with a former student of mine who now teaches health and physical education in Minnesota. Uh, she was on, I think it was episode 50, somewhere in the 50s, that's Mackenzie, and she was pregnant at the time. And she talked about how so many of her students of a variety of ages would ask her questions. Children are curious and they will ask questions. You have the right to pass on these questions and explain certain things are personal. 
Um, and it's really sweet to receive holiday cards from Mackenzie and her family of how her family continues to grow. Okay, next question, which is number 11, true or false? Talking with young people about sexuality encourages them to have sex. Talking with young people about sexuality encourages them to have sex. True or false? And the correct answer is false. Just because we're talking about sexuality, it doesn't mean that somebody's going to act on it. It's more, it's just like if, uh, if you look at math class, just because you're talking about math, does that mean children go home and just are doing math all over the place? If they have homework, yes, um, yet not for like, they don't just leave the classroom and doing math typically. So it's the same thing with sexuality. And I say the math analogy is a little bit of a tease um, because I know as a professor teaching classes like about sexuality or substance use, that does not mean that I'm engaging in sex or using substances. So it's about a topic that is a life topic. And we need to talk seriously with children about the topic of sexuality as well as other health education topics. Okay, a couple more questions left. True or false, number 12, talking about puberty and other growing up topics helps young people feel more confident about their experiences. True or false, talking about puberty and other growing up topics helps young people feel more confident about their experiences. And the answer is true. What's really neat is when I've had discussions with young people about you know, things that are happening to our bodies during puberty and stuff, or our emotions or our social changes and stuff, I'll often ask something like, anybody feel like this is happening to them already? And a lot of hands will go up. And part of that is so children can see they're not alone. They're not alone in their experiences. So when we talk about these topics and we prepare them, like so if somebody might have a wet dream, we give them uh, some information before they experience it to say, hey, you might have this experience. You might wake up in your pajamas or your underwear might be wet and your bed a little wet. And that's normal part of growing up if you have a penis for a lot of people with a penis. And then those of us with a vulva we at one point typically have something called a period or a menstrual cycle that starts up. So explaining that to young people helps them understand it's natural. And it's actually exciting too. It can be very exciting about getting older. Our bodies are pretty incredible. Okay, next question, which will be the last question. Dun, dun, dun. What is one resource a person can use to help have effective talks about puberty? The Talk Puberty app, the book titled Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, going to www.pubertyprof.com, or all answers or resources to use. So what is one resource a person can use to help have effective talks about puberty? The Talk Puberty app, the book titled Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, or uh, pubertyprof.com or all answers are correct and all of these are correct so and if you haven't realized this already I am the person behind these resources so the talk puberty app is available on iPhones uh, on tablets 
And basically that is some of the questions from my book. Uh, and it's broken down into six or seven different areas. And what I like about it is you see a question and then a very simple answer. So you just slide through. It actually helps you start a conversation. So if you have a friend or family member that you wanna talk about puberty with, say this to start the conversation. Hey, I, I found this app. I thought it was really interesting. It has these questions. You wanna check them out? And that way, if there's a question that's on there, you don't like, you can make fun of it. Go ahead and make fun of it. The questions, providing the questions is a way to get you to start the conversation. Um, there's also some sections on there that have open-ended questions. So it's like, what's the best part about growing up? So you can have a discussion about that. Another tool is the book titled Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. I'm the author behind that. And that book was created because I co collected all of these questions that children have asked me over the years. And I compiled the questions, put them into sections and gave very simple age appropriate answers for the reader. Um, also the podcast, the Puberty Prof podcast, which is still available everywhere. Uh, that you listen to podcasts. Usually it's available on all uh, platforms. And then my website is pubertyprof.com or lauriereichel.com. So all of these are reliable resources you can use to have effective talks about puberty. Now I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. All right. And I wanna thank you for playing the game. Great job. It's okay if you got something wrong, because. Sometimes we don't understand a question because of how it was phrased, or sometimes we don't know the correct information at first, and that's okay. That's part of learning. And as I mentioned in late August, I mentioned this in, um, in a mini episode, the Puberty Prof podcast will be ending. Actually, I'm transitioning to a new podcast titled the School Health Educators Podcast, which will have initial episodes being released in January of 2024. So if you like this podcast, the Puberty Prof Podcast, consider listening to the next one titled School Health Educators with your host, me, the Puberty Prof. In the meantime, stay well, and I hope you have a happy and healthy day. Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow The Puberty Prof on Twitter or Instagram. The Puberty Prof, Lori Reichel, wants to hear from you. Go to pubertyprof.com or click on the link in this episode's description. There you can find more information, as well as ask questions to be answered by the Puberty Prof in a future episode. That's pubertyprof.com. Also, remember to check out the Talk Puberty app and the book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. Until next time, this is the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics.